Hey everybody, thanks for joining us once again on LJN Radio, and you're listening to I Want to Be A. For each episode, we complete that sentence with a different job, bringing in some experts to give you the inside scoop on succeeding in that particular profession. Now, I'm your host, Tim Muma, and today, I want to be a freelance photographer. Of course, most places of employment, especially newspapers, magazines that you think of, are actually limiting the number of staff photographers they have, if they have any at all. So the route of freelancing may just be your best option if you are interested in photography. And we've brought in an experienced pro to talk with you about that. Joining us from New York today is Amy Tunsing, who has worked for the New York Times and also as a freelance photographer, has contributed to National Geographic magazine for more than a decade. Thanks a lot for coming on today, Amy. Yeah, it's my pleasure. First and foremost, obviously, I mentioned it just briefly there, but maybe let the listeners, though, a little bit of your professional path and sort of how you got to where you are today. Well, Tim, I'm a freelance photographer. I'm a freelance photojournalist. So that means that I have my own business and I have my clients. And um, it basically means that I have to be constantly looking for work. (laughs) Being a photojournalist uh, is a description of the type of photographs that I get hired to take mostly. And that would be uh, images that are journalistic in nature, meaning they tend to be storytelling Um, And you would see these types of images in publications like newspapers or editorial magazines. Great. Well, yeah, and obviously I've seen a lot of your work uh, on your site. You have nice galleries up there for everyone to see. Obviously, uh, an industry like this, there has to be a certain love for it, a certain passion, uh, you know, labor of love you hear a lot with uh, this type of industry. For yourself, what was it that really drew you into photography? I would say what drew me to it was the actual, the work itself spending time with people, bearing witness to their lives, and uh, and then having the honor to take that in and, and try to understand it and then tell that story with, with visuals. I love photography. I, I love the universal language quality of it. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to music in that way. So I, it just felt like a really powerful way to communicate for me. Is that something that just you've sort of always had? Was there anything that sparked that? Anybody you sort of looked up to? I mean, how did that sort of all develop? Because it doesn't seem like it's something that would come out of nowhere necessarily. I think for me, it was at an early age seeing these types of images. Mm-hmm. Again, it's these are journalistic images that make up my work. Uh, there's plenty of photographers that do more conceptual imagery, which sure. is, you know, like portrait photographer where somebody is conceptualizing what they want to say. I'm much more interested in absorbing what's around me and the world around me. And I just remember at an early age when I saw these images, they really had an impact on me. And I wanted to do the same thing. I wanted to make images like that. And I was lucky enough to have a certain uh, ability to do that. Of course, it's taken a lot of work to hone that skill and get better and better at right. it, but it definitely was something that came pretty natural to me uh, when I picked up a camera. Well, as you mentioned, you know, there are different types of photographers and maybe what you're looking to accomplish with each each photograph, but do you have a sort of general idea of what the role or the purpose of a photographer is? I mean, no matter really what type of photo you're taking, or is it really, is it separated based on, you know, again, what your individual purpose is with that photo? Well, I think that's a bit like uh, an artist statement. You know, I think probably everybody's going to answer you differently depending on who they are and what kind of work they do. Mm-hmm. Personally, my role is to be with people, to be with humanity. And 
really listen and be aware and then try to tell that story uh, with the set of tools that I have, which is, which is camera. You know, some people can do that with their pen and paper, so to speak, like type these days, but um, <laughs> my ability is, is with a camera. So it's really my responsibility is to um, really be present and then to tell that story. Well, since you brought that side of it up, I, I did want to ask, because as I said, I, I've seen a lot of the photos you've, you've done, obviously, and uh, many times, especially with the National Geographic, you're sort of in the moment with a lot of these individuals. Are, are you communicating with them? Are you asking them to do certain things, be in spots? Are you just letting everything sort of happen and you're just hopefully in the right place at the right time? How does that aspect sort of work? Because, you know, somebody who's maybe taking uh, just photos of somebody for like, say, you know, a wedding or that kind of thing, there's to me a little more telling them what to do, but you're trying to kind of capture, capture them in the moment, I would think. Yeah, my, I'm very much involved with my subjects. So I am definitely communicating with them about what I'm doing, you know, what my job is, mm-hmm. what my mission is uh, in telling their story. So I, I do spend quite a bit of time with people explaining to them ahead of time, sitting down, getting to know them. But then when I'm actually photographing them, I really want them to let me be a fly on the wall and just witness their lives as it would be as much as possible without me there. Now, I don't think that that's truly possible. I don't believe in objectivity. It just doesn't happen. And <laughs> and I'm there. You know, that's that's the reality. And I do have a relationship with my subject. So I think it's important for anybody viewing images, viewing my images or viewing any photojournalist images that the photographers there, they are having an impact. Um, but the goal generally for a photojournalist is to have as little impact as possible. Sure. Sort of the, don't, don't be the story, right? I mean, you want, you want to portray it, but not be the story. Yeah. So sometimes for a certain story that I'm trying to tell, I might, uh, work on a portrait with them Mm -hmm. and that would have a more, I would have more influence then. I might decide where I want them to sit or what kind of light I'm going to use on, on photographing them. Uh, but if, if, there's, if you see images in my portfolio where there's natural things happening, people are being active, that's, I'm letting that happen. I would never tell people to walk down the street or, right. or you know, do something. It's, it's, I'm trying to capture life and um, ethically, it's important that I'm not, you know, making it look as if things are in an image. You want to, you want to be as transparent as possible because we're really, the trust of our viewers as, as photojournalists is, is very important. And it's a big part of the equation of, of the work that photojournalists do. So it's important to be transparent about how you got an image or, or how it's coming across. So when you're sort of trying to be in that moment, and uh, I mean, I guess it's it's with any photograph, really, but you're trying to sort of balance it a little bit out. Are there certain skills that are necessary to, do you think, be successful in that? Is there a personality type that is going to work well with, as you mentioned, you're communicating, you're you're working with these individuals, but then sort of uh, trying to be that fly on the wall, as you said. What's sort of that balance of skill or personality that's really going to be successful for any photographer, really? A lot of life skills, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that can take nice photos. You know, there's there's a technical aspect mm-hmm. to this job that's, uh, you know, you can take classes and learn 
all the stuff about photography, and that's really important stuff, but I think what makes somebody stand out or go uh, above and beyond is how they communicate with people. Um, you have to be very open, uh, very approachable, outgoing, I think helps. Uh, I think it most important is to be curious and engaged in the world. You have to want to be there because if you're not, it's going to show in your pictures. Mm -hmm. And you, as a photographer, it's your job to, again, I'm saying this quite a few times, but it's your job to be present with your subjects. And you can't be present unless you are really interested in who they are and what their lives are about. Um, So you really have to be if you're going to do people photography, you got to be a people person. There's plenty of photographers who do landscape photography and, or animals, and probably they don't like people as much. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they <laughs> got they into do, that side of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know photographers who have switched because they're, they get tired of it because it is, you really have to be a sponge to other people's lives. And mm-hmm. That can be really exhausting. You mentioned the sort of technical aspects of it, and you can learn certain things. And uh, as you mentioned, there's also, it's obviously, there's an art to it. So there's going to be a lot of subjectivity with it. But for you yourself, when you're out in the field and, and you're obviously looking to tell that story, that sort of thing, are there certain characteristics that you have in your mind that really create that perfect image or a series of photos or just something that you're really looking for, emotion or some sort of color scheme? I mean, is there really anything you're, you're focusing on? Is there something that creates that perfect image in your mind? For me, it all boils down to whether or not the photographer was seen with their heart. And you can use technical abilities to show that. You can use a moment, maybe you're portraying a moment. But I, I think what really makes a, a powerful image is one that you know, hits you in on an emotional level. And, you know, again, there's all sorts of ways to do that. You can do that with color, with light, with capturing a moment, all sorts of different technical stuff or just being present. But I think that an image really has to hit you on an emotional level. Now, you've been able to work with National Geographic as a client for a number of years. I think you had it down for about 13 years are there any particular stories, photos that stand out for you where, you know, you really felt like you did capture that moment or told that story or, or just anything really that stood out in your mind that you really take pride in and really feel strongly about, like, that's you as a professional. I really nailed that that subject, that area. I guess, you know, every every assignment I've done, and it's not just for geographic, it's it's challenging. It's, this is this is work. And, and that can be sometimes um, hard to to relay to people because I think everybody has a camera. So everyone thinks, oh, that must be fun. I mean, Mm -hmm. I even have friends who say, oh, that must be fun to just go out and take pictures. And I've had the opportunity to bring friends on assignment with me. And by the end, they're like, wow. (laughs) Not what they (laughs) expected. That's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, it takes a lot of endurance. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of commitment. It's, It's really hard. And you really have to put yourself aside too. So as far as, to go back to your question, yeah, I mean, I, I think every story has its challenges, and I've definitely made a lot of mistakes and not achieved what I wanted to achieve. But uh, there, there are a number that have that have been successful. There's one story that I was assigned to by Geographic. A lot of my stories I've I've proposed myself, mm-hmm. uh, and so I've done the research and I I know it's something I want to do. And there's Sometimes I'll get assignments from them. 
which is great, but it can be challenging because if you didn't decide it, then you have to kind of get your head around it. And right. there was a story that I did on a drought, an 11-year, 12-year, 10 to 12-year drought that was going on in Australia. And for me, it was it was a challenge. They, they specifically wanted me to put a human face on the problem. Mm-hmm. But if you think about drought, there was also a lot of mechanics to the story of, of showing a river system that was in crisis. Mm-hmm. And it's very similar to our Colorado River in the United States, where it's, it's not just about drought, it's also about how it's set up with dams and things like that. So that was a leap for me to have to kind of approach this a little more scientific story. But I feel the that I was able to really put a human face on it. And it was challenging, but I, I feel like it came across and it was also a really important story. Mm-hmm. So it was rewarding. Does it ever get tough? Because uh, as you mentioned, those all those photos, I did see those on your website. Does it get tough when you're seeing uh, people in distress and struggling and, and you talk about the human element of things? Does that ever start to weigh on you when you maybe are in a situation where you're seeing the struggles of families or, you know, business people um, and then it's really hitting them hard? And I guess, how do you handle that? Do you, do you separate yourself? Do you try to take that all in? How does that work for you? Yeah, I, I you know, there's it can be really hard, you know, just like anybody's job. I think there's moments throughout the day that are hard because of emotional things. And But at the end of the day, it is a job. And I think that's part of how I cope with those moments that are difficult, because I do feel that photography is powerful and important and worth something in the discussion of, of the world. So when I am feeling like something's really hard or upsetting, I feel like what I'm doing is important mm-hmm. and that it's important to, to tell that story no matter how hard it is or or how beautiful it is. You know, it's it's both. I feel like I've been to the lowest lows and the highest highs sure. with the work I do. Do you think like feeding off of that emotion can help you capture that those moments better or, or be a better photographer or do you not necessarily see it that way? I do. I I, I don't hesitate to go there. I, I, I'm human. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's important to, to feel it. And, and um, I'm not sure if it helps my photography or not. It probably hurts it actually <laughs> in the moment because sure. I'm, you know, in getting distracted by how I'm feeling. But I think in the long run, it does help it because it's important for me to connect and, and understand. You mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, and maybe bringing some friends along to show them like, look, this is a job. It's a lot of work. Uh, I mean, regardless of, yeah, you're going to maybe these interesting places and being able to, uh, you know, as they might see it, just take some pictures kind of thing. But clearly there's a ton of work that goes into it. Would you be able to give our listeners a little bit of a breakdown of what like a project would be like, or even a, a, what a typical day might be like, just in terms of, you know, the photos you're taking, maybe the, the traveling or the different, you know, moving around you do, uh, if you do any editing, that sort of thing. Just to, again, give people an idea that it's not point, click, pass it off, and, and you're done, that sort of thing. Sure. Um, well, it's my job. A lot of people might not understand or, or my work. I don't really have a job. I have work. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is between sometimes I'm in the field and then sometimes I'm back in my home office. Mm-hmm. And so those are very different days, as you might imagine. But in terms of a typical day in the field, I'll have a story that I'm working on. And I usually have 
a plan for how I'm covering that. I might have appointments set up. I might be working with a fixer. A fixer is somebody who's local to a place, and I they're hugely valuable in telling a successful story. There's there's somebody that's gonna introduce you to people. They're going to really help you get to the story, maybe help you be more culturally sensitive if it's a really different place that you're in, and they might be your translator as well. Hmm. Uh, so I might have a plan each day with that fixer about you know who I'm going to go work with. I try to keep the schedule pretty loose because a lot of times I might want to return to a place if photographs were working. I usually return to a place, but sometimes you decide like, oh, this isn't really working out. It's not what I thought it was, so you might not. Sure. And then in a typical day, you might start, you know, it, it all depends on what that subject is doing. So you're really letting the subject lead your story. Uh, you're also looking for situations of, of good light. So it might be waking up before the sun rises and getting to a spot that I've already scouted uh, to work on a landscape right at sunrise to get that nice light. And then maybe a little bit later, I have an appointment to go be with a family or something that I'm I'm documenting and I might spend all day with them and maybe take a break to go get something else done or make a few phone calls and then go back with them, try to eat here and there. It doesn't always happen. Uh, and then I might need to go back to photograph them having dinner or getting ready for bed, you know, maybe with the kids they are getting ready for bed. So a lot of times as a photographer, we're working when other people are doing things like eating sure. or getting ready for bed or things like that, because those are the real life things that you want to document. And then I do have to make time to ingest the digital files and write captions mm -hmm. and organize the files. I try to do that every day because otherwise things can get really messy and you also want to keep cards full. So with digital photography and, and I started before digital photography was around, um, there's a, huge amount of workload in managing that aspect of the job now. On that note, we'll actually need to take a quick break on I Want to Be a Freelance Photographer. We'll have some more with our expert guest, Amy Tunsing, a freelance photographer who, in addition to plenty of other work, has been a longtime contributor for National Geographic magazine. To continue listening to our conversation, go to localjobnetwork.com slash radio slash list. Type in I Want to Be a Freelance Photographer in the search box up near the top, and you can get the audio right there. Meanwhile, send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments or questions about any of our podcasts on LJN Radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. Take care.